Hello, I'm Majo Lopez and welcome to the first episode of The Cup. This is your go-to podcast for women-related issues where we talk about sexuality, feminism, love and the exhausting reality of being a woman living in the 21st century. Today's intro song was Run the World by our queen Beyonce, but before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you a little bit about The Cup. This is a safe space created for women, men, and everyone in between who want to start a conversation about women and everything that entails being one in the 21st century. And it's also a safe space for people who want to start deconstructing themselves in order to achieve gender equality and a better understanding as to what women go through in their lives. Today, we are going to talk about International Women's Day, which is celebrated on March 8th. This is a global day in which women and girls from different socioeconomic backgrounds, races, political views, and cultures are celebrated. But it is also a time to raise awareness of the progress that has been made towards achieving gender equality and the work that still remains. On the other hand, in certain countries where gender-based violence is present every day and sexism is still a great part of the collective mind, Women's Day is used to protest and raise consciousness of what's going on. I'll give you a quick example. In 2020, in Mexico City, 80,000 women took to the streets in a historic Women's Day march in protest of the racing violence against women and femicides and the lack of response from part of the government and the authorities. Sure, Women's Day is a great holiday, but where did it start? Where did it come from? The history around Women's Day is a bit blurry and somewhat controversial. According to a common version, it was established in 1907 to mark and commemorate the 50th anniversary of a brutally repressed protest by New York City's textile and garment workers. But research that emerged in the 80s suggests that this explanation surged in the 50s in the United States as part of the Cold War era in an effort to separate International Women's Day from its socialist roots. The renowned historian Tema Kaplan revisited the first official National Women's Day in the U.S. It was held in New York City in 1909, in which organizers were members of the Socialist Party of America. The concept of Women's Day became popular in Europe by 1911, when the first International Women's Day was held. But the most dramatic event was a demonstration by Russian feminist Alexandra Kolontai on March 8, 1917, which has been proven to be linked to the abdication of Tsar Nicholas II and the beginning of the Russian Revolution. Thanks to this major demonstration, in which Alexandra Kolontai helped women in the textile industry to strike and start the February Revolution, which, as we know, ultimately led to the Russian Revolution, Vladimir Lenin declared Women's Day a Soviet holiday. And, some years after, in 1975, the United Nations recognized March 8th as International Women's Day. Throughout the years, Women's Day has changed and evolved. It began as an activist movement, then it moved to a holiday in which the point was to congratulate and celebrate women by giving them flowers and chocolates and maybe even making breakfast for them. Nevertheless, in the past couple of years, feminist groups have been trying and succeeding to return Women's Day to its activist past, 
continuing to demand recognition, equality, and rights for all women and their work. One of my personal favorites in terms of protest is A Day Without Women. This is a strike action in which women are encouraged to take the day off from paid or unpaid labor, stay at home, or if it's necessary for them to leave their house, wear purple in solidarity, and avoid shopping. The main goal of this protest is to show the world the importance of women in the economy, the household, and every aspect of life. So why is it still so important to have a Women's Day and a Women's Day March? Because sadly, there is still no gender parity in the world. Even if major strides have been taken, there is still injustice against women. And in many countries, there has been a race in gender-based violence. And even more so with the COVID-19 pandemic. There is still no equality. And according to the World Economic Forum, none of us will see it and nor likely many of our children. This leads me to the next point. Who can support International Women's Day? This day belongs to all groups collectively, everywhere. Women, men, trans people, non-binary. Gloria Steinmein, a world-renowned feminist, journalist, and social political activist said, the story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no single feminist, nor to any one organization but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. So yeah, sure, gender inequality affects more women than men, but it also affects men. It also affects non-binary people. It also affects trans people. Everyone should fight for parity in the world. I'm going to give you a fun fact about Women's Day. Each year, there's a theme, and this year's theme is Break the Bias. Because once we know we have a bias, we can break it and make a change. The point of this year's Women's March, according to the UN, is making people aware of the bias they have. There is still urgent work to be done, and all of us can play a part in the change. This was all for today, but before I go, I would love you to leave you with Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. My name is Majo Lopez, and this was The Cup. Hope you tune in for the next episode. Yeah,